Blog Talk Radio. Glamour Fearless. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because we're going to spend the time. We're going to have a good Honey, love has come and gone, and we are moving on. Are you ready to dance with us, baby? Hello, Divas. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to a one-hour special Diva Talk radio broadcast. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedick, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health. Tonight, I am paying a special tribute to the one and only Luther Vandross in celebration of his 60th birthday. Well, we already know about his music and his incredible voice, so tonight, listeners, I thought we'd share some insights about this extraordinary man and how he made his dreams a reality with you. So I've invited many of Luther's friends, family, colleagues, band members, and singers, as well as his biggest fans from around the world, including South Africa, to join me on this hour-long tribute. We'll be talking about Luther's early years, breaking into the business, singing jingles, writing, producing, and arranging with some of the biggest divas of all time, and what it was really like to be on the road with Luther to help bring his music to life night after night. So sit back, relax, and dial the diva digits, 347-215-8551, to share your Luther Vandross-inspired memories with us. Plus, I'm giving away... The Music of Luther Vandross Tonight, a box set CD collection of 45, yep, that's 45 of Luther's most beloved songs at the end of the program. Call in with our phrase of the month, Make Your House a Home, or post it on our Facebook fan page to receive other month-long giveaways in celebration of Luther. Now, if you're wondering, oh, we've got a phone call. Hello, you're on the air with Diva Talk Radio. Hello, Savita? Oh, no, this is Leon. Oh, Leon, you're the ultimate okay. fan. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, yeah. I was, just, I was hey. just telling our callers that, um, I mean, our listeners, that we're not playing Luther's music tonight because I've decided to turn it down so I could tune right. people into diabetes prevention and education. But I know you have our with you. So everyone listening, Leon's going to help me inspire you to keep your house at home and urge you to go to divabetic.org to find out more about diabetes prevention. Now, Leon, you are the ultimate fan, are you not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what is your Facebook fan page to Luther? All right. It's it's called the Luther Vandross, and it's the, the early years, and then I put the year as 1969 to 1980. And how did you get all this music? Because I think you have every song the man has ever recorded. Well, uh Almost, almost. I'm sure there's plenty out there that that I haven't got yet. But um, I guess to really to really begin, uh, I guess it was probably spring of 1990 was when I first really heard Luther on the radio, and that was with Here and Now. Um, and when I first heard that, I was like, wow, you know, this song is great. And you know, who is this singing? And I didn't really know much about Luther at that time. And I had to have, at that point on, I had to have everything he ever sang. And, you know, I, I just started buying his CDs and music, and, and I've just been a fan ever since. And not only have you been a fan, you've actually met and talked to so many of Luther's friends and families, and one of them joining the conversation tonight is Fonzie Thornton. Fonzie, are you on the line with us? I'm right here, Max, yep. Now, I know you've talked to Leon before, and Leon apparently has traced your career as well as Luther's all the way to the beginning. <laughs> 
I'm not sure yeah. if you have any of the shades of Jay, though. Leon, do you think you have any of the shades of Jay recording? Well, no, frankly, I... Max, I, I'm sorry, Leon, frankly, we didn't really do any proper recordings. We used to do stuff like uh, back in the day when they used to have those recording booths that you could go in and make a vinyl record. We would often go to those recording booths as kids and just sing a song. So we never really have any proper recordings of the Shades of Jade. But um, uh, Shades of Jade was a group, when when I was growing up in Johnson Projects, Luther, um, Luther's sister Ann lived across the street from me. And the girl I went to church with, Rudina Spencer, was going to high school with Luther. And she um, is the one who introduced me to him. And I went over to Ann's house with my girlfriend. And we sang, with, we sang for him, and he already had a group called the Shades of Jade. It was him, a guy named Bruce Wallace, and a girl named Gail Matthews. So I joined the group, and um, Luther was basically the lead singer, but he also shared some of the leads with me. And the thing that was so amazing about him is he was the first vocal arranger I had ever met in my entire life. I mean, I've been singing harmonies and singing in church for a long time, but Luther was the kind of person, where, and this is something that lasted him throughout his career. He could say, listen... You sing that, Fonzie, you sing that, Bruce, you sing that, Gail, and I'll sing this. And we made this sound. And his entire career was built on that vision that he knew how to make music work. And so, I mean, that was like one of the things that really attracted me attracted me to him really early on. We were best friends for, gosh, 44 years, you know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, Fonzie, back to that moment about arranging, though. Like, he would listen to Motown songs that mm -hmm. he loved and go back yes. into them and duplicate those arrangements and then switch them up. Is that right? Like, that's oh, what I Oh, absolutely. Well, 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 what it was is Luther was a huge fan of the Motown sound. He was, what we sort of had in common is we loved Dinah Ross and the Supremes and the Temptations and Martha and the Vandellas, but his, but his biggest influences were the Sweet Inspirations and, um, uh, who sang backup for Aretha Franklin and Wilson Pickett and, you know, so many others. And we would walk through the streets of Harlem and Luther would be giving out parts. Once again, you sing this and you sing that. So if it was, if it was Chain of Fools or if it was Respect or if it was, or if it was, um, uh, um, someday we'll be together. Or if it was since I lost my baby by the temptations, Luther would give out the parts and we would sing walking all through Harlem. Myself, at that point it was myself, Robin Clark and Diane Sumler who were singing along with him. Although they were not part of Shades of Jade, they were part of Listen My Brother and uh which <laughs> my came favorite a later. group ever. Listen My <laughs> Brother. <laughs> oh, we've got another caller. It might be Bruce Wallace. I know he's in the chat room. Hello, you're on oh, the Air Radio. Okay. okay. Hello? Joining the call, is that Robin or Savita? Well, in the meantime, Fonzie, listen, my brother, tell us about being on the first Sesame Street um, program. Well, the thing that was so amazing about that is um, after we were the Shades of Jade, Luther and Bruce Wallace went to the Apollo one time because we used to go in and out of the Apollo all the time to see the shows. And there was this group of young people, like five guys, five girls, and this five-piece band, and they were called Listen, My Brother, and they were based out of the Apollo Theater. So I'm, I think Bruce had said to Luther, hey, listen, you sing as good as any of those people. Let's find out how to get into this group. So they came after school one day and went down to the Apollo basement, and Peter Long, who was the manager of the group, um, had Luther sing. Wait a and, minute, Fonzie. Um, I think we've got more people joining the call. Who's okay. on? You're on Diva Hello? Talk Radio. Hello? 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 Brenda? Hello? 
Hello, you're on Hello? the air with Diva Talk Radio. Yes. We're celebrating Luther. Yes. Who's talking? Yes, it's Ava. It's Ava Cherry. Ava Cherry yeah. joining the conversation. Hi, One of Luther's <laughs> longtime backup singers. Hi, Ava. How are you? Hello. Hello, everybody. Now, hey, Ava, hello. you're... You joined Luther a little bit later than Listen, My Brother. Fonzie's telling us a little bit about how he got started at the Apollo to Sesame Street, and then we're going to want to hear about you and David yeah, Bowie and Luther Vandross. Yeah, I'm loving all Vandron. of that, Fonzie. What's up, Dave? Hey, baby. How are you, Ava? I'm loving yes. that. Very well. Very well, sweetie. Very well. Very good. Nice so, Luther's, been, Luther's been on my mind so heavy for the last couple of weeks that I, I'm glad we're doing this today. Because I want to, I had some, when you finish telling yours, I have something I want to impart. Go ahead. Well, one thing I want to, one thing I also want to mention about Ava, of course, because this came a little bit later. But I remember when Luther had first met Ava when she was working uh, with David Bowie, and he had met her in the studio. And for all of the years that he knew her, he was always talking about how fabulous Ava Cherry was and how great she looked and how fabulous she sounded. So later on, when he actually hooked up with her, it was such a cool thing. But anyway, just back to the listen, my brother thing. So we got into listen. We got into Listen, My Brother. Um, Luther and Robin Clark had actually met in high school. Robin was singing in the subway. Luther was singing in the subway, and they sort of, you know, got together. So Robin was in Listen, My Brother. Carlos Alomar came down to Listen, My Brother. Luther was there first, and then I went to join. So Loretta Long, who was the wife of Peter Long, who was the manager, um, she was Susan on Sesame Street. So that first year that Sesame Street came on, Edgar Kendricks, who was writing all the songs for Listen, My Brother, he wrote a bunch of songs, Count to 20, the ABC songs, a bunch of things, and we went on and actually did the first and second year of Sesame Street as Listen, My Brother, and there are tapes on the Internet to prove. <laughs> I think Leon has them. If Leon's still on the call, he would probably tell us. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, you yeah. do have, yeah. you do have those, right, Leon? I, I, have the, I have the Listen, My Brother single that uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually got that on eBay. It's that's due so for funny a remix, because you guys, it's due for a remix. Now, Ava Cherry, you are one of the most beautiful background singers of all time. I still get right. people asking me about <laughs> Ava Cherry, Ava Cherry, because you were so gorgeous in all uh, those concerts. Geez. And I just posted one of your videos online with Luther at one of at oh, Wembley. So, what's one of your favorite nice. movie, uh, memories of working with Luther? Oh my God, there's so many of them. Father, you're one of them for sure, my brother. <laughs> You know, there's so many, but there were so many lessons that uh, I didn't know I needed to learn, but I did learn from Luther, and, and, I, and uh, you know, I can really admit them now, certain things he said to me. It was, it was one particular thing, and it was, a, it was a great thing when I first joined the group. Um, you know, I was a lead singer already <laughs> doing my own stuff, and you know, there was already Lisa and, and Alpha and everyone. And, you know, and he, we were singing in a rehearsal. And I know I was sticking out a little bit outside of the note. I mean, what I'm saying is was, I was on the note, but I was I was singing louder. And so Luther was like, you know, real sweet. And he, he pulled me up this side. He said, hey, he said, I know you used to be a lead singer, girl. He said, but when we up here, we got to sound like we got to be singing different notes, but we got to be one voice. Mm-hmm. And when he said that to me at first, I was like, what? What is he talking about? I mean, I'm thinking the right <laughs> note. But, let, but I'm telling you, Fonzie and, 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 and Maxwell and Leon, that that stuck with me, and by the end of that year, when we were on stage, she would come backstage and say to us, that sounded like angels, one voice, like, what he yeah. said, you know, it's like, yeah. I could turn my back, and, and, I, and I could feel what Lisa was going to sing, or feel what Kevin right. was going to sing, or feel, you know what I'm saying, and it was just, it, that was just the wonderful thing about him, like Fonzie was saying, he knew 
that. He knew those notes. He knew where to put you. He knew, and sometimes I wouldn't even hear it until the chord came. I'd be like, whatever. You know, it'd be kind of crazy. But I did learn that from him, and it was so beautiful that it was really what he said it was. And, you know, that's one of the things. I mean, and he, also, me he was such an incredible showman. Now, as one of his girls, you had to bear the burden of wearing like 50 pound beaded gowns oh. and doing choreography. As well and wear them fabulously, so, by the way. I mean, talk oh, about talk you. about the Thank dresses you. for a minute because they were incredible. Yeah. The gowns that you wore. Now, for wait a minute. Those those dresses were the most fabulous dresses I've ever worn in my life. And I mean, Luther mm. started out with Art Deco, and you know, going to those fabulous books where you know the the, the guy that started Art Deco. What was his name, Fonzie? I forget. But oh, well, he had this, yeah. this wonderful book, and he said, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to do this fantastic, classy." Style, class and style, elegance and whatever, and and and, and we did it. Under I me, mean, we didn't have like dresses that were like already, you know, like there was you, you could take uh, manufacture the beads and what. There were little ladies in the room like sewing on every bead on those dresses, and those dresses really did weigh like fifty pounds. Me and Lisa and had Ava, a, wouldn't you agree? Oh wait, we're having yeah. another caller. It might be Lisa Fisher. Hello, you're Good on the air. Okay. Talk Radio. Is it Lisa? Lisa? Hello, you're on the air. Hello, it's Carmen. Hello, Carmen Romano. You're on the air with Bonzi, Ava Cherry, and Leon. This is Luther's longtime business manager, Carmen Romano, and I know you're getting ready to go to the party tonight, Carmen. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing good, man? Hey, Carmen. Doing great. You know, we're not playing the music tonight because we wanted to talk about the man, and he had an extraordinary heart, and I, I wanted people to know you worked for him for several years. What he did for your family around Christmas time, what would Luther do? Uh, well, I, you're probably referring to, 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 well, every year there was something special, but one year he, um, and I know you helped arrange this, Max, but one year we got this huge box of macadamia nuts, and it was probably a 10-pound box of macadamia nuts. Hmm. And I remember opening this box, and he was really excited to give me this gift. And I was like, nuts is not the type of thing that he would give me for, for Christmas. <laughs> so I sort of started, like, looking through the macadamia nuts. And, and mixed inside this huge box of macadamia nuts was a plastic Ziploc bag. And in the Ziploc bag was um, five first-class tickets to Hawaii, um, along wow. with a hotel confirmation for this, like, fabulous – suite that that he loved it was his favorite place it's called the Kahala Mandarin Oriental and um, it was just a really big surprise but the whole presentation I mean he's so creative with the way he did it It it's just a generous man well absolutely I think that was to help you with the headaches of trying to manage the business side of the thing because like we were just earlier Carmen talking about the gowns and I know the staging was extraordinary so so tell us oh, a little bit about Luther, the showman, and how how much time and effort he put on to putting on these big shows for his fans. Uh, to, to to much much to to my dismay, Luther was so so concerned about um, his presentation and giving giving his fans what what he considered to be the best he could give them. And the reason I say to, to you know, against what what I believe in is I was always looking at the finances and the bottom line of things. And the, the reality is Luther was never concerned with that. He was always concerned with 
the show, the performance, the, the appearance. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, the detail. Here we, oh, here's another calling probably to discuss more of the heart, the, the head, um, what am I going to hey, say? Matt. The memories of losing. Hi, uh, you're Matt. on the air with Diva Talk Radio. Hello? Matt. Lucy would yep. always say, I'm not playing the lottery, wouldn't he, Fun. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm that's not playing right. the lottery. That's right, that's right. I want it he right, was... I want it right. You and know? that was, was from the quality. beginning... That was from the beginning to the end. Luther was always someone, even with his earnings, when he was a jingle singer. You know, Luther at one point had become the most prominent jingle singer in the um, in the country, wow. and he was earning lots and lots of money. And the thing is, and when he uh, after Never Too Much hit, he began to originally he began to immediately put his money into those shows. Those first two years, wow. I traveled on the road with him myself to watch the AG Phil Ballou and Brenda White King were the singers and. From the beginning, he started putting money into the show, money into the arrangement, money into the yeah. look. That's right. That's right. Well, From you know, the beginning. Fonzie, another voice is joining us. It's Bruce Wallace, who you mentioned earlier. Bruce, are you on Amazing. the call? Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Bruce? Yeah, I'm on here, too. All right. So is Fonzie <laughs> telling the truth? Were you part of Listen, My Brother and part of the whole Sesame Street years? <laughs> After the damn losing. <laughs> now, what's your favorite memory of working with Luther, Bruce? Um, there's plenty, but um, the one that he always loves for me to tell is um, has nothing to do with the show. We, me and him went out to eat one time, and um, we um, the wait the waiter said, "What would you like to eat?" And Luther said, "Well, bring me a steak platter and bring me a shrimp platter." And then the waiter goes away. He says, wait a minute, you didn't take the order from my friend. He said, I thought that was the order for you and your friend. He said, no, I just <laughs> like two entrees. And the funny thing is he always used to drink a Diet Coke. No matter what he ate, he would always drink a Diet Coke. And that right. was one <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, and and actually, I think in a little while we're gonna have Luther. Hello, you're on the air with Diva Talk Radio. Hello. All right, well, we're waiting for them to introduce what? themselves. I will tell you. I know Carmen. We still have you on the line, correct? Yep, I'm here. And where are you going tonight? Um, supposed to be going to um to his party, which is in Brooklyn, but unfortunately. Right. Um, I got like a bad phone call about a half hour ago, so I actually am on my way to a family emergency, and I'm sitting oh, in traffic. Sorry to hear that. Guys. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I'm so glad you were able to uh, join us. So thank you for joining us and giving us a little bit more insight into Luther, not only the music but the man. And Carmen, before you leave, I know you had one incredible experience in 2004 when you were in Los Angeles. Can you tell us a little bit about that memory? I'm not sure which experience that is. I think you accepted an award on his behalf. Did I do that? I, tr- I tried to lay yes, low on you that. Did. <laughs> what did you accept? Tell the fans, because people are listening all the way to South Africa tonight. They want to know more about wow, Luther's I think, story. I, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure to date I'm the only business manager ever to accept a Grammy Luther Award, him. and I accepted a Grammy Award and for the Grammy Luther. Goes for, to... I'm sorry? We're playing the video, the audio. Richard Marks and Luther Vandross for Dance ah, with My go. Father. Luther Vandross. 
That was, a, that was a, unfortunately, Luka was ill, which is why I, I accepted for him. But it was a really special. Luka won eight Grammy Awards in his career. Uh, but that was definitely, because that was Song of the Year, uh, which is, you know, one of the premier Grammys of the evening. So it was a really special one. I was really happy for him. And, well, you know, um, the amazing part is, while you were in L.A., we were all in New Jersey celebrating, and joining us now, who were also at the celebration, were Robin Clark and Carlos Alomar. Are you on the line? Hello. I'm on the line. This is Brenda. Oh, Brenda Shields. Hey, Brenda. Oh, welcome to the yeah, show. Hey, Brenda. Hey, Brenda. <laughs> hey, is anyone else on the line with us besides Fonzie, Ava, Carmen, Leon? A little bit of Canada. All right. Hello. Well, Max, Carlos here. Carlos, we've been uh, hello, Carlos, and I know hey, your Carlos. wife Robin is there with you. We've been trying to get through. We haven't been able to get through, darling. We've been listening to the, the to the program. You guys sound great. All right. Yes. Well, we're going to start with you, and then we'll talk to Brenda. But Carlos, I wanted you to tell everyone a little bit about the David Bowie experience with um, Luther. Well. Um, the David Bowie experience, we have to kind of go back a little further since you got Bruce and all those people there. I think that <laughs> the, right. the audience could probably relate. We started back when we were in high school. So Luther, myself, uh, Fonzie, Bruce, that same Luther, my brother group, we all kind of grew up together, backing each other up. So I got this phone call to do the David Bowie uh, album, which was... At that point, it was uh, Young Americans' album, but you know it would be called the Young Americans' album. So anyway, back in 1974, I got this call, and of course, when you get a call like that, who do you call but your friends? So I asked <laughs> Bowie, "Listen, would it be okay if my wife came?" And he's he's like, "Carlos, sure, bring him." So Robin calls Luther and says, "We're going to Philadelphia." Well, that was it. The minute they got into the studio, you know how background singers are. You play something, they're going to be getting a little part together and singing it. Especially him, Carlos. Oh, especially him. That's just what he was doing. The minute he got there, and this and this and this. Next thing you know, Robin and he are singing. Luther's singing, Robin is singing. David Bowie says, I love that. Wait a minute. This is fabulous, fabulous. Ava was there. Said, teach Ava the parts. Luther decides to say, oh, I don't know, I, I don't know about that. I, you know, we're not really. Uh. I said, hold on a minute, let me just talk to him. I took Luther to the side, and Robin and I just said, okay, this is it. This is the moment. We're just gonna do this, just like you're doing it. He already loves it. We'll negotiate a great price. We'll do our album together. We'll finally work together. Boom. Next thing you know, not only did he do that song, but then David had him actually do the whole album and write as well as bring in some of his background vocals to really beef it up. And Luther took the opportunity at that point to do exactly what Luther did. He took control of the situation. He gave everybody their parts. He wrote fantastic arrangements, blew everybody's mind. And that is basically what happened at that session. But that's what we used to do back in uh, back in high school. I mean, Luther would come in with a loosely binder full of pages. The pages would be falling out of the book. You remember those old like composition books? Like a hundred songs, right, Carlos? Yeah, like a hundred songs. a composition yeah. book. It was amazing. This and we had to struggle to find the room in the school where we were at because we had to get a piano. Luther had to get his hands on a piano to put some chords to these melodies and songs that he had. I mean, again, he has been doing this 
since he was a young boy. All right. Wait, you we're going to keep talking, but right now we've got another person coming in on the call. Hi, you're on Diva Talk Radio. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show. Can you tell us your name? I'm Kathy. Kath, and are you a fan or a friend, or how do you know Luther Vandross? Oh. I w- I don't I didn't know him. I wish I was a friend, but I'm just a really really big fan of his. Um, <laughs> a few years back, I have a friend who's a DJ, so we did a tribute to Luther night, and we rented a club and, and we all went nothing but Luther all night long, and we danced and danced all night long. I have um, one of my ringtone things when people call and hear the song. I have Luther playing. Yeah, I'm just all about Luther. I just love Luther Vandross. Song. Terrific. Terrific. Love, love Luther. Unbelievable. Oh. oh. Yeah, I just had to call and give a shout-out to Luther because he's my man. All right, well, thank you. And remember, if you mention the phrase of the day, which is make your house a home, and to put it on our Facebook fan page at Divabetic, you could win the box set of Luther Vandross. So thank you for calling in tonight, Kathy, and being part of the special tribute to Luther Vandross. If you'd like to call in, please dial 347-215-8551. Right now we're going to talk to Brenda Shields, who I know is a member of the Luther Vandross family. Brenda, are you on the line? Yes, I am. So, uh, Fonzie... Bruce and Carlos were all telling us about his incredible uh, singing, producing, arranging, and writing. You knew him way back when he was Little Luther, I think prior to everybody else as his cousin. Is that true? Was he kind of a musical genius back then as well, Brenda? Yes, he was. Uh, He used to come to Philadelphia and stay with us for a few weeks in the summer. And I'm talking about back as far as when we were like seven and eight years old. When he would come, he would have, as Carlos said, his composition book. And he would write down all of the songs, and he had songs, he had words, and he would get us all together, and he'd say, now you sing this part, and you sang that, you sing this part. And he would arrange <laughs> us, and if somebody was all key, he would stop them and respect them. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. And we yeah. You know, I'm going to be famous because I know this, and I'm going to be the best. And we would laugh and laugh, and did we know? And he made it happen. And, you know, the incredible thing is today with American Idol, we see all these overnight sensations. I know Rob and Clark, you're on the line. You have an incredible daughter who's a musician, and I'm sure since you kind of witnessed kind of Luther's whole story, and how hard work and ambition plays a part. How does that affect you with having, you and Carlos having such a talented daughter trying to make it in the music business today? Well, uh, you know, we stand by Leah, and we have stood by her every step of the way. Uh, her influences, you got to remember, that she grew up around Luther. She grew up around Fonzie. She grew up around David Bowie. So many people that were uh, we were surrounded by, Leah was influenced by. And we watch her now, and we listen to her music now, and we're in awe of her. We're in awe of the fact that she's in a business now that we don't know, that that's a totally different business, and she is making her way. And what was it like to do those sessions in New York when you were doing Chic, you were doing Sister Sledge? It seemed like you guys were going from session to session. How did that happen? Oh, my goodness. 
happened. I tell you, Max, this it all happened because of listen, my brother. We were all in listen, my brother. The first thing I ever was read along to Pete along, who managed listen, my brother. And uh, from there, I started doing sessions. I think out of all of us, out of all of us who were in that clique, I was the first person who started doing uh, recording dates. Tell them about that jingle, girl. Well, by <laughs> hey, Fozzie. <laughs> hey. I did my first jingle in 1967. I was in Listen, My Brother, and Peter Long's wife came and said, do you want to sing a jingle? I didn't even know what a jingle was. And at 17 years old, I made $50,000, more money than I had ever seen in my life or known in my life. What and was the jingle? From a jingle for Windex. Bring all the sun in. It was called Bring All the Sun In. And from that, it was we were do it, doing sessions. We came up with an ethic that was for one, one for all. Yeah. And you all, you, you all stayed friends the entire time, which I think is so extraordinary. I know, Fonzie, uh, yes. you actually co-wrote several songs with Luther later yes. on when he was working with J Records. You have a couple. Did, is, what songs were yes. those that you you wrote it's, with him? It, uh, we, we wrote together a song called Like I'm Invisible. We wrote another song called Once We're Lovers. We wrote a song, a dance song with Louis Vega. Um, that was called Are You Using Me? And there's such interesting stories about a couple of those songs. First of all, Are You Using Me? I remember the day that I, because I had introduced Luther to Louis Vega, and we were trying to get a dance thing going, because Luther, of course, began his career with the glow of love and such, and it were big dance hits, so we were trying to, Louis Vega was like preeminent at that time, so I put them together. And I remember Luther hearing the track and saying, I don't know what to do with this. I said, I'll just get in there and do what you do. And he came up with Are You Using Me? Which was, Tremendous. But another thing is we had written a song for his first J Records album called Like I'm Invisible. And this is such a funny thing. His idea, he had Babyface produce the song. So he told me, Fonzie, Babyface is going to produce the song and we're going to do a session on Sunday. And um, he's going to come to the studio with some singers and stuff. So you stop by and, you know, so you can meet him. So I went to the studio that day. And when I got to the studio, um, he said, well, the singers that Babyface, Babyface wasn't there. But he said, the singers that he got are inside the booth. So go in and say hello. So I looked through the door and I said, well, who are these old singers that, that Babyface has in there? I said, one of them looks like my sister Cynthia. I looked again. It was my sister Cynthia. What Luther had done is he had planned with my sister Pam to bring my entire family here for my birthday as a surprise. So the thing is, even though we had written the song, he used the idea of the session to bring my mother and my aunt and my and both my sisters and you from all over the country to celebrate my birthday. And that's the kind of person he was, you know. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. We've got another caller. Hi, you're on the air with Diva Talk Radio for the special tribute to Luther Vandross. Hello. Hi, it's Yvonne Lewis. How are you? Hello, Yvonne. How are you tonight? Hi, Yvonne. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so excited about this opportunity to talk about my friend and and to hear my other friends, Robin and Hey, Yvonne. Yvonne, how are you? I'm great. Great. All right, wait. Hold on one second, Yvonne. Hold on one second. We're going to welcome someone else to the show. Diva Talk Radio, you're on the air for the special tribute to Luther Vandross. Hello. Savita. Oh. Savita, you are in an echo chamber. I know you're running to a party. This is Luther's niece, Savita Williams. Uh, we'll talk to her quickly, and then we'll get to Yvonne. Savita Williams, are you there? 
So, Savita, tell us a little bit about Luther and the family. I know his older sister, your mother, was also also musically inclined, Pat, correct? Correct. And what was her group? And, and tell us a little bit about the brother and sister relationship they shared. I hear everybody, Fonzie, and everybody, but I can't get in. Okay, this is part of the quest. Right. Yeah, you can Hello? You're breaking up a little, Savita. Can you get closer to the phone? Savita. Hello? 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 Savita, Luther's niece, everyone who's listening, uh, is hosting another wonderful party for Luther Vandross tonight in New York City. It was her party last year that inspired me to have the podcast. Savita, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Great. Please tell us a little bit about your mother and Luther and their brother-sister relationship. Okay. Uh, My mother, Pat uh, Vandross, Williams Joyner, uh, I think she was most famously known for being part of the Crest, which um, sang 16 Candles, uh, a favorite of mine. And she also did some background for my uncle because she was an amazing singer, as you all probably know. He always Absolutely. said to you, if you were amazing. And um, they were the absolute closest siblings, you know, as an example for me in my life. So I make sure that I have that same type of relationship with my siblings as, as well. But yeah. um, they were amazing together. They were so humorous and funny, and they just pulled little pranks on each other. And I was, you know, I was the butt <laughs> of many of those jokes. But, you know, I grew into a, a person who now, you know, makes fear in the hearts of others because of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, your mother, your mother, as well as, um, hold on one second, Diva Talk Radio, you're on there for the special tribute to Luther Vandross. Just let him hang hello. on, Max. That's how you oh, do. Hello? Just let him hang on and catch up. Hello, Max. Canada in the house. All right, yeah. hold on one second. So, Savita, your mother, his, her, uh, their sister, Anne, and your grandmother, Mary Ida, performed or appeared in a Luther video. I know Leon might know the answer to this, but what video did they appear in? Uh, it was about no favors. It was It's Over Now, Savita. It's Over Now. <laughs> yeah. It's Over Now. And they definitely were nosy neighbors because uh, <laughs> that's just how my family is. We're nosy. We want to know. We want to be in the in the know. We, we want to hear the right. great. So what are you doing tonight? You have a party going on for Luther and his fans in New York, right? I absolutely do at Chance Eleven on Fourth oh Street, um, right here in the hood. Isn't that a hood hood? Because that's where I live. But we're doing it, and we have a specialty drink called the Power of Love, which is really knocking people off their feet right about now. But what we wanted to do was really, in all honesty, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that the family did not just fall away. We're very much into getting something done for his name, right. but as what we want to do is make sure that it's as fabulous as he was. 
because we right. feel we're only going to get one chance at this, and we do not want to disappoint his fans and any listeners. We're going all out, so we're going to wait as long as it takes to make sure that the product that comes out that has the family stamp on it is amazing. And if we never get to that point, then there will never be anything with the family stamp on it. But amazing is what we're going for. I love it. Well, have an amazing party. We're going to see you later tonight. Thank you for joining the conversation. And later, coming up, listeners... We're going to have Jeff James from Sony Legacy here to count down the top three all-time Luther duets. I'm wondering if Frank Sinatra's duet with Luther made it to that list. If you want to call in our chat room and and log on and talk about your favorite, here we go. Diva Talk Radio, you're on the air for the special Luther tribute. Hi, I'm sitting here messing myself. Hello? Hello? All right. Hello? We're waiting. We're going to talk to Yvonne. Yvonne, are you still there? Hi, I am Max. Right, I am so Max. Share, How are share you? your favorite Luther memory with us tonight. Oh my goodness! My fa- okay, my favorite Luther story was um, first of all, it was it was Christmas time. It was around um, 1985, I guess. And Luther had come to my apartment and he, he called me. Why? And he said, Why? I have. I saw I saw these special silk pajamas that I want to order for you. They're custom made. And he said, so I'm going to have the the guy come over and measure you for the pajamas. Don't ask him anything. Just let him measure you for the pajamas. And that's that. So I said, oh, that is so sweet. So the guy came over, measured me for the pajamas. And then about two weeks later, I think it might have even been Christmas Eve, Luther came over with my box of pajamas. So he said, open this box first. There was another box. And so he said, open this box first. So then there were some little house shoes to go with the pajamas. And I thought, oh, this is just, he was so thoughtful and so generous. He was thoughtful. So, yeah. so then I opened the pajama box, and in it was a black glamour mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She was the king of that. He was the king of that. I will attest to that too. I cried like a baby. Hey, Yvonne, it's Fonzie. Would you, would you please also, while you're talking about this, mention some of the fabulous work that you and Luther did together. Tell, you know, tell everybody that you guys did oh, together. Goodness. Well, you know, I contracted the gig for Luther for uh, Searching and Glow of Love, mm-hmm. and right. so Freddie Petras was looking for a lead singer, and so I got Luther to come over, and the rest is history. I mean, he just, Searching and Glow uh, of Love just went off the charts. So that was just amazing. And then we were on the road, and this is where we really got super close, is when we were on the road with Roberta Flack. Because right. Brenda White and Luther and I were on the road together, and we had, I know, Fonzie, I know Luther was telling you and Robin what was going on. We had a blast. Everywhere we oh, went, yeah. we went out to eat. Oh, <laughs> Uh, he did have an amazing laugh, and he had such a great sense of humor. I, I think oh the fans know one side of his voice, but you, unless you heard him laugh, you really didn't get the full spectrum of how much fun he could be. Oh, he was a riot, and he was a genius. Oh, and absolutely. Luther had, yeah, he had a standard genius. of excellence no with his music and with his with his all just, right, uh, hello, you're on the air with Diva Talk Radio for the curious. special tribute to Luther Vandross tonight. Matt? It's Darren. Yes, Darren? It's Darren. 
Darren, what a perfect time we're talking about the finer things in life that Luther loved his Johnny Versace wardrobe so much. Oh, yeah. And, and for him, it wasn't about just buying it off the rack. It was about customizing it down to the button, down to the lining, down to the fabric. And I would fly to Milan, and we started doing this in the late 80s. And basically, I was in Italy uh, ordering the collection. And then at the time, I would camcord, because at that time, camcorders were what was going on. I would camcord the entire Versace collection, FedEx to him the collection, and the next day, he would call me in Italy and completely customize the entire Versace collection to exactly what he wanted. And we actually wore a lot of Versace on stage with everybody. Yes, yes, and there were lots of things that he, he took a lot of inspiration from things that Johnny Versace did and eventually translated them on stage, like when he did the beaded bustiers and the sequin pantsuits, so Versace was a huge inspiration for him visually, and he translated that not only in his personal wardrobe, but you know, how he stood on stage as well. Yeah. I love it. You know, I found out I um, from our producer, Lisa Fisher, was on the air, but she can't. Uh, she had to drop off because she's flying out to do a show right now. But Bruce Wallace is still on the air, and I know Bruce had another memory to share with us. Bruce? But before hey, you guys do, I'm, I'm, this is Ava. I'm signing off. Everybody have a great time tonight at the party. All right. Ava. Hey, Ava. hey, Take care, everybody. Good to see you. Bye. All right, Bruce. Uh, tell us a little bit more about one of your memories. Yeah, um, I wanted to see how we all got involved. And listen, my brother, basically me and Luther were at the Apollo, and we were watching that hotel, and we decided to start a fan club for her. And they told us to go down oh, and find Pete Long. Pete Long was the manager of Listen, My Brother. So that's actually how we got uh, down there to that rehearsal hall. And I became the president of the fan club, and Luther became the vice president. But anyway, we went down there and auditioned, and I told <laughs> Luther to sing this song called Can I, which I love to hear him sing. Instead, he sang another song called Human. And after Pete heard him sing, he said, well, you sound all right. But he said, come back uh, tomorrow, and we'll see how you really sound. And when me hey, and Bruce, Lisa hey, Bruce, hey, Bruce, Bruce, this is Fonzie. Did, and also the funniest thing about those two songs is those were songs that we used to sing in the Shades of Jade, and we had done the Apollo Amateur Night with those songs. And come in, didn't we come in second twice singing those songs? <laughs> you know, we, we need to talk about the shades of Jay for Wait, uh, hi, Shiva Talk Radio. You're on the air for the special tribute to Luther Vandross. Hello. 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 Hi, Hello? introduce yourself. Hello. Hi, it's, it's Jeff. Jeff James. Jeff James oh, from Jeff. Sony Legacy Music, oh, here to count down the top three duets of all time with Luther Vandross. Thanks for joining the show, Jeff. 
Sure, 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 no problem, guys. So we were just talking to Savita, and she said that there's some stuff coming up with Luther at Sony. Anything you could clue us in on? Sure, sure, sure. Well, we were working on well, was a was a project uh, called the Intimate in, Intimate Luther Vandross, and uh, this project was supposed to be basically stripping off all the '80s kind of type production and leaving the music and Luther's voice. And, you know, so we're, we're working on that. And there's also a duet project in, in the works. And just to help us kick that off, you're going to count down the top three Luther duets. I don't know if we have those songs available tonight. So tell us, what was number three? My guess was that it was Frank Sinatra. Was I right? Oh, oh, you're close, close. Actually, number three was uh, The Closer I Get to You, Luther and uh, mm-hmm. Beyonce. Beyonce. Number two, Fonzie, what do you think the number two all-time biggest duet by Luther Vandross was? Um, The all-time two biggest duet. Um, It could have, it could have been If This World Were Mine with um, Cheryl Lynn. Was that number two? Yeah, yeah, maybe number two. I would think that number one might have been uh, There's Nothing Better Than Love with with Gregory Hines. Oh, so how did he do, Jeff James? Uh, What was was number two? uh, Very close. It was uh, Mariah Carey. Oh, okay, uh, of course. Endless Love would be, yeah, that's right. And Robin Clark, what did you think number one was? What do you think the number one all-time biggest Luther duet is? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would think the one with Cheryl Lynn. I'm thinking Janet Jackson. Who's right? Oh, okay, absolutely. Right. The best Who's thing in right? life are free. Right. You know, yeah, right. but Robin is right. Luther oh. and Cheryl. If this yeah. world were mine? Yes, yes. world were mine. And it's I know Leon classic. could tell us what album that's from exactly. Because <laughs> he actually posted that video on uh, YouTube. So, Jeff James, you're going to be working on a duet part, uh, project with Luther. You're also going to be doing the intimate Luther Vandross collection for Sony. And there's another wonderful woman who worked with Luther uh, at J Records who says she's got a, she's celebrating a 10th year anniversary. Who is that? Yeah, that's Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys working on that. Um, it's 10 years since the since the debut of uh, uh, songs in the the key of A minor. So it's going to be a really good deluxe set. Um, second disc is going to have some rarities picked out by Alicia herself. All right. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. And we'll be looking for more Luther updates from Sony Music in the near future. Absolutely. Now, we're back to Diva Talk Radio and our special tribute podcast to Luther Vandross. I want to talk to some of the fans. You can call in at 215-347-8551. Some of Luther's um, wonderful friends are on the line with us, Fonzie Thorne, Robin Clark, Carlos Alomar, Bruce Wallace. One of his ultimate fans is still on the line, I think, Leon. And calling yeah. from Montreal, I know we have Dave Jones trying to get through. So, Dave, are you on the, are you on the <laughs> Hello. call? Dave? <laughs> Hello. I feel like I'm in musical royalty here. This hey, is Dave, it's Fonzie. What's up? <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I, you know what, Fonzie? I never tire of hearing Luther's story, so, you know, never stop telling it. It is, uh, <laughs> oh, it is so, oh. Listen, and what's one of your favorite stories or memories? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't know what, how you would categorize me, like a, a bit of a, a crazy fan come friend. You know, the, I, the Luther's, Luther never had toured to, to Montreal before in 1993 on the Never Let Me Go tour. He showed up. I showed up at the hotel, you know, thinking I might get an autograph or whatever. I sit down next to these two guys who happen to be in the lobby, read my newspaper, put my newspaper down. I'm looking straight in Luther's eyes, and he says, uh, excuse me, do I have an eye in the middle of my forehead? <laughs> so, 
So that's how it all kind of kicked off. And, you know, I thought he would maybe give an autograph and send me on my way, but no. I mean, he we had a lengthy conversation about everything from Versace to the, the En Vogue situation, which I'll touch on again in a second, and just different things. After the show the next night, he, um, I mean, uh, he just blew this city away with a show like that. I mean, that brand of spectacle... Ha, you know, hasn't been seen since, and I don't know if it ever will. Um, but he gave a call after the show to see what I thought of the show and stuff, and he asked me something that actually Lisa Fisher commented on later in a, in a meeting I had with her later on. He, he said, what did you think of my girl's gowns? And I was so blown away by the music, I really didn't focus on the gowns. I said, oh, they were nice. And Lisa's <laughs> like, I know you didn't say just call them nice. And he, and he went oh, on yeah. to say, he said, those were, those were my B gowns. I didn't even bring my A gowns here because my A gowns are fierce. You know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, this guy, you know, I just thought, what, you know, what, a, what an incredible personality. And, you know, several years passed, Carmen put us back in touch with each other because I started doing some promo work, and I'd sent a picture to Luther with me and a couple of girls, and he called me up out of the blue and said, yeah, I got, your, I got your message from Carmen or whatever. You know, ten years had passed since we'd last spoken. And he's like, I said, you know, and, the, and the, the, very, the very funny sort of playful side of him came through. He was, you know, he wouldn't let up on the fact that I was in the picture with these two black girls. He goes, what are you doing hanging around with those black girls? And <laughs> it was just so funny to me. And, you know, um, lots of insight about the music industry and, uh, you know, uh, different, uh, you know, he also, and, you know, the, the weight issues came up a couple of times and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, like so many millions around the world, his ordeal kind of totally had a, an impact on me and inspired me to uh, put together a couple of tribute nights, the last of which was uh, actually a fundraiser for the, uh, the Quebec Heart and Stroke Foundation, which was a fabulous night. Now, in a sort of a bittersweet way, um, I'll, I'll never forget the, the email that Carmen sent when the album went number one. That one is framed, basically. And um, on that same list, people like Fonzie and Lisa were on that list, and I contacted them for a little bit of help, and I want to thank all of them for being so oh, helpful. Sure. Right. Uh, Talk, wait, hold on one second. Diva Talk Radio, you're on the air with our special tribute to Luther Vandross. Hello? Ah, hello? Hello, you're on the air. Is this Tommy Cole? No. Hello. 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 You want to introduce yourself? Hello. Well, we were just talking today from Montreal, and I know we've had listeners from around the globe trying to get through tonight, including Betty from South Africa. I want to thank everyone for trying to call in. Please try to call in again. And when you do, just take a moment to introduce yourself so we know you're on the line. There are several of us still on the call. We're waiting. Hello. Hey, Max. Hey, Max, it's Fonzie. Uh-huh. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Max, I ha- Max, I have to sign out. All but right. before I do, but before I do, I want to tell you, I want to tell you guys something. Two really important things. First of all, I've been touring with Aretha Franklin for the last three years. We're getting ready to start our fourth tour, and Aretha very often sings the song that she recorded with Luther. There was one night that she did, she did her, her entire Jump To It album on stage. And also, every single night, every single night, she shows a picture of Luther. There's a montage of pictures that she shows every single night, and Luther is included in those montage of pictures. The other thing that she does that's really cool is the singer's 
um, all of us who were with Luther, myself, Brenda White King, and Tawatha Agee, she introduces us every night and calls us Luther singers. So she definitely loves him and always gives him a big, big props. The other thing I wanted to say is a couple of weeks ago, Dionne Warwick called up to say hello to everybody. Of course, she and... Um, she and Luther were really, really big friends. We know she was recently on the celebrity, a friend of Jet Max, which you mentioned. But she called to say hello to everyone. And the last tidbit is, I don't know if you guys recently saw Diana Ross on Oprah, but she sang, um, as a tribute to Oath of Oprah, she sang the song that Luther had written for her um, called It's So Hard to Say Goodbye. Wow. So, you know, those were his three divas, and, um, you know, they're all thinking about him, and they really love him. I just want to say to everybody and to you, Vax, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, we all love Luther, and I love all you guys, and uh, let's just continue with holding him high. All right. All right. Thank you, Fonzie, for joining the call. Take care. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Someone just joined the line with us on Diva Talk Radio. Hello. Is that Tommy Cole? Hello. Hello. Hi. You're on the air with Diva Talk Radio for the special tribute to Luther Vandross. Hello? Hello. Hello, Max. Yes, I've got you, Robin. And who else is on the call? Leon. Hello. I'm here. Max. I'm still here. Max. Yes. Who's that? The last person. Canada's still here. All right. Well, Max, can you hear me? Who's this? Darren. Darren. Yes, I can still hear you, Darren. Thank you for joining the call. We were talking about Versace. Earlier we were talking about how Erte and Luther's love of Art Deco inspired the beautiful beaded gowns. And then later on in his career, as you mentioned, he went into the Versace. And I can definitely testify to what Dave said about having the A&B gowns. If you ever went to a Luther Vandross show and we performed at your city two nights in a row, we would completely switch the wardrobe from one night to the next in case you came back twice, which a lot of fans did. And we're still waiting to hear from our greatest ultimate fan in the last ten minutes of the show. So, Carlos Alomar, are you still on the line? I certainly am, Max. So, Carlos, we never really got to bridge after David Bowie. We know your wife went on to $50,000 with Windex jingles and such. You kept working with Luther as well, doing session work. And there were so many great musicians at the time. I'm just wondering, like, what was that like to go from session to session? That must have been an incredible time in music. Well, it was so active during that time. You know, we had a lot of activity. A lot of things were going on. A, touring people would be in New York City. So we would constantly be going down the clubs or the cheetah, anywhere we could hear music. B, the session work, once Luther's name got out, there was a little click, and most of the people that have been on this phone call at one time or other created a click that Luther was able to flow in and out of. And then he had the regular background singing arrangement kind of jobs where all the studios kind of knew us by name and we just rotate. Well, you know, when he won the when we won the song of the year for Dance with My Father, I really felt like Luther lived the American dream. You guys were right there, shoulder to shoulder with him every step of the way. Do you feel like that? I mean, just from what you were saying about starting in high school to listen, my brother, all the way to the Grammy for Song of the Year. Totally. And how do you feel about it, Robin? I'm just curious, like when you look at it now, I mean, it has to be overwhelming because you were all partners in this together, and to be that successful, it, I just, I think it's so amazing for people to see what you all were able to accomplish. You, to begin with, it was all a dream. Luther was able to live his dream. It was a dream we all wanted, and we all were able to fulfill that. You know, this was something that was 
basically in us from the from the very beginning, and he loved doing shows, right? He loved being an entertainer. Oh. I mean, if people are listening who are fans, they have to know that he really enjoyed the whole uh, process of putting on a show, right? But this is the training that we got. Study, and you know this. What study? Luther had been studying the streams when we were teenagers. When it came out of Motown, Luther studied. Even when he eventually found I'm studying the Supreme from us rushing home to watch Sullivan. Oh, we're being interrupted with Diva Talk Radio. It's a special tribute to Luther Vandross. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yes. Who's this? Max? Yes, you're on the air. Who, who are we talking to? Pat Lacey. Pat Lacey, how are you? Pat, we're wrapping up the show, but while I've got you on the air, you're one of Luther's longtime background singers. I know he actually made an appearance at a very special day for you. Tell the fans a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh. It was my wedding. It was nine years ago, June 15th, right here in St. Paul, Minnesota. And And he and Fozzie flew out the day of the wedding, and they flew out the same day. So I had to make sure everything was on time, and it was on time. Now, you met Luther because you were a member of Sounds with Blackness, right? Yes. And then you went on to perform on several years with him in uh, doing backgrounds. What was your favorite show? Oh, my gosh. The favorite show. All of them were my favorite show. But I really loved the show I did at Royal Albert Hall when we did the Evening of Songs. Mm-hmm. That was my first. Oh wait, Pat, hold on, Pat. Diva okay. Talk Radio, you're on the air with our special tribute to Luther Vandross. Hello, tell us your name. Hello. Hello. Hi, Carlos. Hello. Hello, hello. You talking to me? Who is this? Steve Croon. Steve Croon. All right, we've got two more minutes, Steve. We've got members of the band. I've been waiting for an hour. Well, I know our call lines have been filled. So tell us your favorite memory quickly, Steve Croon. Oh, man, i got so many. One of them was when when we first started out, Luther came comes by the band room. And this is when we first was opening act for Lionel Richie, the Commodore. And Luther comes by and says, hey, man, you guys are great. I want to keep you all as my band. So just hang in there, and I promise you in less than three years we're going to be superstars. And I don't forget Yogi Yogi Horton looks and says, "Hey man, let's believe this cat, man, because he's good." <laughs> and I swear his his vision was so besides his voice, his vision and what he believed in and believed in himself was amazing. I love it. Thank you for sharing that memory. I've got to tell everyone, I'm sorry to say we're out of time tonight. I want to thank all my guests for being on the show tonight. If you couldn't get through, please log on to divabag.org or go to our Facebook fan page and leave a comment. Uh, Thank you all for sharing the memories of Luther with me during this special broadcast. It means a lot to me. You know, for many of us, the music stopped in July 2005 with Luther's passing. But it doesn't have to stop for you or your loved ones living with diabetes. You can stay healthy and prevent a diabetes health-related complication from occurring. And at Divabetic, it's time here and now to do something about it, and we're here to help. Please. Hello, everybody. I wish I could be with you there tonight. I want to thank everyone and uh, for your love and support. And remember, 
when I say goodbye, it's never for long. Because I believe in the power of love. Are you ready to dance with us, baby?